0: Hello everybody, Happy New Year, and welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. All right, all right. It is the year 2023, and boy, oh boy, uh, what has changed? Let me see. What, what's what's going on in the world now? Um, well, you know, we had Christmas. It it came and it went uh, already since the last episode. And what's big? The big change that took place was, of course, uh, the new year. I spoke to a few different friends and family, of course, uh, in regards to how they spend their new year and in general, at least it seems this way on the internet, it seems like this year people really didn't, I don't know, it seemed like there was less celebration uh, than usual. But then again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's just the impression that I'm getting from my corner of the internet. Like Maybe that's what the algorithm is showing me. I saw a lot of people, especially millennials, just sort of You know, gazing into the ether as it as the clock switches over. You know, not putting too much attention or pressure uh, to celebrate. Um, I I think people are kind of whittled down by the last couple of years. Like whenever I see jokes online about when I saw jokes online about the new year approaching, I saw a lot of jokes about people like. For example, there's a meme with this guy. He has his eyes open. And it's like, you know, a blink of time. So his eyes are open and it's 2019. And then he closes his eyes in a blink and that's 2020, 2021, 2022. And when he reopens his eyes uh, from the blink, it's 2023. So it's almost like, you know, the joke is sort of that he's just blacking out through that time. That time all blurs together. It's just this quick lapse of like all the same stuff. Um, Personally, I'm a little bit disappointed that we... um, I mean you can't blame any specific individual for this of course but I remember in 2020 uh, uh you know I guess the you know the pandemic was raging on at the time but I remember being so satisfied when uh Trump uh lost the election and that was this little thing of like ah you know things are going to be different things are going to change things are going to get better uh and you know Biden I am I'm not going to get political here. Of course Biden like wasn't my first choice and wouldn't have been someone that I probably would have voted for had he been in the first, you know, general election. I also didn't really want Hillary Clinton either. I mean, I especially didn't want Trump, but I you know, it's not like because they're Democrat that I um only want Democrats. You know, it's like I don't only just want any Democrat. Of course there are people who um I get more excited about than others. And Biden just wasn't one of those people. Clinton just wasn't one of those people. But when Trump lost the election, I thought, oh, things are going to be great now. And, you know, no of, of no fault to Biden or anything. It just didn't happen. Again, you can't really fault him for the pandemic. I mean, he won an election uh, amidst, like, the peak, the early peak paranoia, fear, and precaution of uh, the COVID-19 uh, virus so it's really you know w- what a hard time to be in the spotlight anyway for him but um, yeah then he tr- tripped up the stairs like three times <laughs> and became sort of like a cultural joke um, it's crazy It you know what's funny about thinking about uh, celebrities or especially presidents in the past you only saw pictures or glimpses of the president of the United States uh, in a scripted, planned format. You know, if you were invited into the White House for like a ABC special event, you know, even even as early back as the '90s, but you know, before that and beyond, uh, whenever you were like seeing the president, it was a, it was like a scripted, scheduled, programmed event where they would talk to the nation you know, by the fireside, or you would see uh, photographs of them that, you know, maybe they were candid, but they were in suits. They were talking to important people. Maybe they were like, you know, you can see photos of like JFK meeting Muhammad Ali. And you're like, wow, what cultural icons. What, what, what What an amazing time to be alive. And you don't have some, you know, you didn't have some JFK Or, you know, uh, uh, I can't believe I just forgot the names of all the presidents because I'm talking about presidents now. But like, you know, George Bush Sr. or Bill Clinton or Ronald Reagan, you know, you don't you didn't have like these. They didn't have Twitter feeds that have to have a constant update or message or photo or video or reel or meme every single day. They didn't have social media teams that, that have to like do a Joe Biden Instagram page or set up these weird sort of false adventures. Like I saw a video the other day of Biden with his granddaughter who just turned 18. He went with her to vote for the first time. And yes, that's sweet and everything. And it does seem that she loves her uh, grandfather, which it made me so vomity from the fact that she calls him pop pop. It's just such a fake name for me it's like a sitcom name like come on pop pop it's like you don't call him that you probably just call him like grandpa anyway uh although that's sweet and i'm happy to see that he has such a good relationship you know at least on social media with his family um you, you know, that was obviously a st- very staged, very planned, very orchestrated, very scripted thing that he had to do to, to appeal to the younger audience, to get her and her teenagers and Gen Z to maybe see him in a different light or a better light, uh, or to get to know him a little more. And fine and good, there's strategies involved, and you have to do what you have to do. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, you know, from, let's say, George Bush Jr., and before, you really only saw presidents uh, on TV when they were giving a speech, uh, like addressing the nation, Uh, when they traveled to your city for a special conference or event, maybe they hold a speech or something, uh, you'd see photos of them in Air Force One, you'd see black and white, you know, nice staged photos of them in the Oval Office, or like I said, meeting, Important people at the time are, are having like a meeting during a, a war period and you're like, wow, that's you know, wow, FDR, you know, ha- talking about Pearl Harbor, that's such an important part of history. And now it seems like you you know, everybody who has a- any sort of relevance or any sort of influence in the world, you know, can't survive without either managing social media for themselves, which uh, most of them don't, obviously. Uh, or you have like self-made people doing that, or or this, or they have like teams doing it for them, which is most commonly the, the case. I mean, you think about someone like, um, I mean, of course, Donald Trump loves to tweet, but like, didn't that kind of shatter your? Let's 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 say this: What if Trump had been president in a time with no social media? Let's say Trump had been president in like '87, right? Uh, would have been a different game. It would have been just like a president, it would have been a a different situation in terms of just a president that people didn't like. Um, Yes, his speeches were still silly and clumsy and as if like a kindergartner wrote them, but you know, you wouldn't have this constant feed of like images and, and, and Twitter things and Instagram posts and all this, it's just like this constant influx of crap. And it's so staged and you see them like, you know, now you see Biden, you know, you you know, you saw Trump with like a toilet paper stuck on his shoe and like couldn't close an umbrella and holding water weird, you know, and, and Biden, you see him tripping up the stairs and falling off of his bike. It's like, come on, guys. Why is every, everything is filmed. Everything is on camera. It just like is this recipe for, if you're watching people all the time, people are are sloppy animals. And you know, it's best to catch them when they've prepared what you're going to see. You know, like the videos I make of myself are things that I think out and I can, hey, guess what, I can edit them. If I do a take of something and I stumble across my words or I say something stupid or I think maybe something doesn't work, I can just delete it and do it again and then edit everything together. Same with this podcast. I mean, this is always very raw and I tend to not delete or edit much at all, but I have made like big mistakes or as you've noticed before, I've had to stop recording and pick back up maybe the next day. And in those moments, um, yeah, of course I can still edit, I can delete, I can do a rerun. You know, there's all this freedom here with this, but it's still um, like I'm still giving you, something that's thought of you know like I, I i know what you're seeing i know what you're listening to from from my content it's not like there's a camera constantly on me or some sort of microphone attached to my shirt collar 24 hours a day you know then in that case you would see a lot of sloppy clumsy things i i you know it's it's the thing of like it's just too much exposure you're you my idea of presidents has like my respect for presidents plummeted because of the fact that you have to see them all the time. I mean, primarily with Trump and Biden, both of them, I just see them so clumsy and like not foolish. I mean, Trump is foolish, but just, um, you just, you see them so much. You see them doing everything all the time and it's, you're not supposed to, I think with presidents, you're supposed to see them when they address the nation. Um, you and see like very nice, you know, perfect little, Photographs of them, I don't know, I just I have such such a different image in my head of them now than I did when I even when I was a kid, you know like when george senior when George jr was in office from him and beyond and and before you know Clinton and all that stuff. I always saw them as like really highly established well respected like men who understand how the world works and like fought you know to make things happen i don't know. I don't know, I I used to just look at a president and go like, wow, that guy must be so smart and have worked so hard for that position or, you know, whatever, just like, was it like such a talent in in a war scenario or something kind of like mystical, like, wow, that's the president of the United States. Oh my God. And then now you, you know, you have like some Instagram reel of Biden falling off a bike and then doing like this weird, thing with his granddaughter to go vote which is nice and all but it feels so like why do you have to have so much content why who wants to see people like that all the time anyway I don't know how I I don't know how I got on that topic how I went off the rails on that just now the most important thing is (laughs) that we're here and it's 2023 and uh it's been a long day today I, I will tell you about today today today's been a very long hustle bustle day uh, I've been up since about five fifteen in the morning uh, which is early earlier than I would like much earlier than I would um, d- desire to wake up and I haven't really had a chance to rest or take a nap or anything uh, during the day because today was a heavy work day um, I think I started this off talking about new year because I wanted to go into um, like some common resolutions and sort of poke around at that idea, but uh I think we're just on a roll here, so I'll just follow it along, go with it. uh basically the uh uh yeah, so today like I, I think I mentioned it on the last episode that you know coming into the new year, there was gonna be some work for the television show uh that Effie and I worked on called Wrong. uh the second season should be coming out and maybe just a couple of months or less. And, uh, we don't really have an exact date yet or, uh, I, th- I don't even think there's a trailer for the second season yet, but it's coming soon. I know that for sure. And today is kind of, was kind of like a, a, a nose to the grind sort of day where there was so much work to get done to finish the music for the show, um, over the Christmas break, like just before, uh, I left Munich, uh, to go down to Oberstdorf for, for that week or so for Christmas, um i got this message from the production company that uh, you know i don't remember exactly if this was a date that we had discussed already or if it was something they were um maybe changing a little spontaneously but i got the notification on the drive down to christmas that the uh deadline for all this music was was like in in a couple of days or no i guess by the time you hear this it'll be tomorrow And that's really strict, uh, it's really stressful, you know, because I mean, most of the time that you're somewhere else or or even home for Christmas, for the holidays, uh, you don't want to do work. You don't want to be stuck, you don't want to be at home stuck in a corner of the room with a computer uh, and headphones on and like, you know, whatever. Even if the work is something like making music, which is such a dream, uh, you don't really want to do it, you know, Christmas Eve or whatever, you know, to try and make things work. So I pushed the work off as you know as long as i could um uh, you know there's so many events and things that go on during christmas so many people to see so many like scheduled greetings and like present things and certain family times and um plus the usual you know routines and things that are involved every day anyway um but yeah so anyway uh i pushed it off as long as i could and then we got back here just as, right on Christmas Eve, actually, Uh, it was just the evening before that we got back and then Christmas Eve, uh, sorry, New Year's Eve was here. We got back just the day before New Year's Eve and then New Year's Eve was nice. Uh, We were going to do like our own thing and the new house, but then uh, we got invited uh, down the street at our new neighbor's place, a a friend of ours we've known for a few years now. Maybe four or five years. Uh, They have a family. They have a great little daughter, and they had these other friends coming who also uh, they have a son. And it was just kind of this cool thing where, like, there was you know the kids around, and um, you know some you know nice people. We made um, some champagne cocktails, which I'm not used to having, like French 75. Uh, another one that she made that's a bit like Bellini but not so fruity. I'm not big on Bellinis. And then, um, you know, Ify made her classic Bloody Marys. Big fan of those. And it was a really nice, fun time. You know, didn't want to drink too much. Um, you know, wasn't really sure how it was going to be the next day, how tough or whatever. Um, midnight rolls around. We go out in the street. And funny enough, about this new neighborhood that we're going to be in um wow oh wow did people burst out into the street to celebrate the new year like i thought for sure there was going to be less fireworks this year because i even saw signs quite a lot of signs around munich that were like let's celebrate without fireworks this year Uh, let's have a quiet celebration and i think you know it's probably better for the environment uh, to not have all those fireworks and uh, you can even see on your phone the next day, if you have an iPhone, when you check the weather, you can see the air quality and the air quality in greater Germany had actually gone down because the whole evening was just explosive fireworks you know, for like hours. Uh, and even the next night, even the night of the first, people still shot their leftover fireworks, uh, which was so silly. Um, but we saw so many people out there on the streets and it felt like, okay, we're not so far away. You know, people do live here. That's, that's good to know. There's people here. That's good to know. Uh, And that was fun. We called it kind of early after that. And uh, the next day was rough. Um, You know, we had a really early start against our, against all of the wishes in the world. And uh, the day dragged on. Really tough. Um, But then, then, oh yeah, the reason was, the reason I brought that up is because I was supposed to, you know, finally start on this music work. The next day, um, not the first, but the second, but I had forgotten that, like, for for weeks or even months, we've had booked for um, the the second and the third to go to the new house um, with um, a couple of friends and grind out some things that need to be needed to be done. I mean, you know, there's some some major renovations coming that we obviously we hired professionals to do, but um, we brought in, uh, the, the master, you know, the, uh, you know our, 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 Daniel to go in there and like basically take out a wall, uh, and try and fill in the gaps in between. And we, um, you know, I scrubbed the grout out of, <laughs> in between some old tile in the basement and, um, you know, some of the painting had been done and, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of stuff to do, a lot of stuff to take care of, and so it was two full days of housework, and so then finally, it got to today where, um, you know, I had, I don't know, two days, basically, to finish this music for the show, but i started off, the, the, the first thing that finished was the new title track, I'm sorry that this is so clumsy. It's just been a long day, and I'm a little sloppy now. But I, so, like, I think I've talked about it before. But there was two things that needed to be done for for the new season, which is one of them is uh, for one episode. There's a horror Halloween style episode, like a scary episode theme, uh, and they wanted like a Halloweenish, scary version of the title song. And if you know the show, or you know, because I've talked about it so much. The, the title song is like an, a faster version of my song, Smilin', so it's very upbeat, very positive, very sweet, very cute, and so that was kind of a job to turn that into like a scary Halloween song with minor chords and wolves howling, and you know, I had this inspiration to do it a bit like how you'd hear the Adams Family theme song back from the 60s TV show, just this, I wanted this old sort of like creepy organ sounding, spooky wind through the trees kind of track, and thankfully, with the help of the of the classic, amazing Tim Hecking, uh, we made that work. I recorded the the guitar and the bass. I sang it. Uh, we talked about the arrangement, some of the structure. I sent him some some sound effects like the wolf and everything, and had him mix it all in. And pretty quickly, he sent me a draft back that was so perfect that I sent it over to the director, and he loved it already. So that was great. I had done three songs in total for that and the third one was in fact the charm so we got that one locked and loaded and when that is uh, all done and picture locked and sent off um, I can share it here uh, on the show because it's pretty cool and then the other thing which was even harder to do but I because I just didn't have the time to do it was for a different episode which uh, the theme of that one I don't know a lot of the episodes in season two are themed like styled Uh, another theme or style in season two for one episode is that it's all supposed to appear as one long take uh, what they call a oner so you know just this very long um, well not very long but you know just like no cuts basically no edits Um, and it's done very well it's very well blocked and organized and arranged and that was the one where I actually got to go to Hamburg and act in the show so I'm actually in that one which is cool and all throughout that episode, it's supposed to be a bit like um, the movie um, Birdman in, in the way that it's like one long take around this building with different things going on, different conversations, different dramas. And there's always this drumming, sort of jazzy drum in the background going on. And occasionally when they pass down the hallway or whatever, they see the drummer uh, playing. So there's literally that in this episode. There's a drummer, we hear her, and sometimes we see her. So, you know, it was a whole job with Tim of, you know, playing these drums, mixing them, matching them to what, you know, what the character Mona is doing, getting everything sort of right to, to work and, and fit in the right environment. And uh, somehow, thanks to again, thanks to the great Tim Hicking, we were able to pull that off all in today. Uh, so I sent the files, the drum files, over to the director as well, waiting for some feedback on that. We've got tomorrow... Uh, to tweak any changes, make any extra files, and then everything's due by Friday, and then your boy can send in his invoice and be done with season two. Bada bing, bada boom. Pretty funny season. I got uh, actually I made more money with season two than I did with season one. Season one, um, I did I did some transitions and I did the theme song and that was it. For season two, though, I got paid for acting in the show even though I'm in the background with no lines. <laughs> you gotta love that business, baby. Uh, acting in the show, for the special songs I use, like I have ba- I have like different versions of the, the songs "Smiling" and Most Famous Surprise in the show, especially for the show, which um, they didn't, uh, I created especially for the show. I think I played them on an episode of this. I think I, I actually put them in an episode. Uh, I don't know which one, though. You have to go back and check it out. Maybe I can find it later. And um, that was also a different thing. And then now for the drums and for the new title track. So four different payment jobs uh, of of various size and scale uh, for this season. So that's pretty cool. And, you know, I have this sort of lingering, not fear, but sort of a belief or a, a strong sense that this will be maybe the last season of the show. Uh, not because the show isn't doing well. In, in fact, it's the opposite. The show is doing very well. It's uh, it's one of the more successful shows on that platform. And uh, the director won, like, a German Emmy, sort of, for it. And, you know, it's, like, it's very good. People watch it, and um, it's it's gotten great reviews from the critics and everything. You know, it should keep going, but I, I think it might not just due to some inner politics on the, um, excuse me, that was a burp, uh, just because of some inner politics on the side of the director maybe wanting to pursue other things. And that's that's how it is. That's what happens. But I'm very happy that if this is it, that I had the pleasure and the opportunity of being able to, um, yeah, play some music for a TV show. That's kind of been a dream for a long time and I even got to act on it. So that's really cool. And I hope that leads to more things in 2023. Um, As I mentioned in the last episode, um, the Instagram followers, they did cross 50,000. They are still going up. However, it is a little slower now. I think pretty pretty soon it's going to come to a, a plateau, which is fine for me. It was a dream to hit 50 and we crossed it by a few hundred. So very cool. Very, very cool. Very thankful for that um no we crossed it by a a couple of thousand i mean sorry it's like 52 or 53 now and that's great um don't know how that happened don't know why people like the videos as much as they do but i'm very grateful for it and i'll take it i'll take it um uh on january 16th so uh thinking about 11 days from if you hear this on thursday um January sixteenth, the Twelve Songs for Twelve Friends album will be reissued under the new distribution platform Idle, uh, because of the record label Dumont Dumont taking over the li- taking over the rights of the record, and we'll see what happens with that. Um, I've put my label rep in sh- in contact with my um, in contact with my booking agent. Uh, Dominic from Grand Hotel von Kleef based in Hamburg and I really hope you know my dream is that something sort of clicks between these guys and you know maybe the the reissuing of the album maybe doing some new recordings for it you know having the new follower base uh, planting you know the tracks a little bit um, into the ether again and you know with the newfound attention and and you know maybe getting some concerts out of that you know i see so many bands that i knew when i was touring around back in 2017 2018 sort of resurfacing again and you know you know getting the wheels spinning knocking the the cobwebs off and you know i, I kind of want to do the same thing making music for the show revitalizes my energy and in, in being a musician and it's really fun and i even today found the spare time just after lunch Uh, or kind of during my lunch break, to create part of a a song just for myself. Something that I hadn't done, like just building a song on my computer with my, you know, not creating it on my computer, but, you know, not like writing a song with the acoustic like usual, but, you know, sort of building something like, ah, how about this drum beat? Okay, now I'm going to play bass. Now I'll play some guitar on top. And just finding like a cool new thing to to try and, and make. So who knows, maybe that leads to some cool new ideas as well. I mean, I I have quite a lot of new songs that I made during the pandemic and stuff um, just before Simple Swimmer came out, but I haven't messed with any of those things in a long time, but we'll see. Maybe this year is the year to release the new songs, maybe play some new cities. Um, and I will definitely keep you guys updated about um, any poss- any possible new breakthroughs with this comedian. If anything works out with that, I haven't heard back yet. Or if uh, there's any more work with this um, really amazing um, big film director uh, that uh, I might, you know, have some chances to do something cool with. So let's see. Uh, other than that, I got feedback today from Toman, which is insane. I think my last email with them was like November 15th or something. You know, like I totally – I just believed that they didn't like what I sent and that they didn't care and that they gave up or – You know, I didn't know what to believe anymore. I really thought they just weren't interested. I mean, what was I supposed to think with that long of a silence? You know, this is the first company that I've worked with probably ever that has, um, you know, as the kids say, left me on red for that long. (laughs) Uh, And they do it all the time. They've done it most of the communication. It's really bad. I mean, I have to say I'm grateful that they pay out. Reasonably on time. I don't. I don't usually have to wait. You know, more than like a couple of weeks to get my income from the invoices that I send. But uh, they make you wait so long. They make me wait so long for any response on any sort of approval. And it's so funny about this company. I mean, I'm not. I'm not here to like really straight up criticize them or just like talk down on them because I do want to work with them. But I would like some things to be better or change. But what's funny is like with a company this enormous. I always imagined that it was like a huge team of people managing their social media that all communicate and they would all have to see my ideas and they would I would be talking to different people that would all navigate different sort of areas and maybe give me sort of a, or delegate me to a certain window of time, give me the credentials to sign in and post and like, it's kind of how I imagined it, like I would be signed in contractually, to post, you know, whatever once twice a week, certain days, certain times. Get this the username and password or whatever, like a company username password, sign in myself and post it myself. That's kind of what I thought for almost everything. Even YouTube, they didn't let me post it myself, which caused a lot of scheduling issues because I would have to send it to a, to this one person to post the videos but if they went on holiday or were sick I would have to change my work schedule to fit their change instead of me just posting it myself which I post to YouTube every single day you know I post my German videos on there along with the other channels so I'm not you know (laughs) I'm not new to all this shit but anyway I digress uh it's very different and um it's not a team of young people that I have to talk to. It's one. It's one person who is very slow at getting back to me, and almost never has like a clear answer, uh, and is like very polite, but in this way that I'm sometimes wondering if if she means it, or if it's just this you know professional business thing because the the actions around the kind words are not so great. I don't know. I wouldn't make somebody wait that long without touching base. Like, you know, 2 months of no interaction waiting on a feedback is a long time. And I probably would have touched base at some point, at least halfway through that and been like, I'm so sorry for the wait here, you know, we're slammed. I really hope you understand. You know, anything like that, but just nothing, you know. I had to hit them up. I had to write them and say, you know, it's like, "Hey, it's been 2 months. I know you guys are busy around the holidays. Have you have you watched the tiktoks i made for you i made five different tiktoks for them different you know like basically five different tv show ideas that's the best way to put it like in layman's terms it's five different completely different um you know themes stories um titles you know motives whatever five different things they're all based around music but it's like five different tv show ideas and um I had to follow up with them to ask if they even watched it. And the answer I got back was still pretty vague. They said, you know, this woman that I'm working for, she said, um, like, hi, yes, we watched it and we like them. Uh, This other person is joining our team later in January, ironically, the same day, or coincidentally, the same day that the. 12 songs album gets relaunched on the 16th and then they're going to look at everything again. So it's like, great. So you like it. You don't even say any feedback about which ones you might like more, which ones you might like, might like less or what you can imagine working. You don't tell me anything about the people who are orchestrating the TikTok channel. And I have a lot of issues with how they do their TikTok channel. A few a few videos now and then are fine, but there's so much like just junk in between, I feel like. And I like keeping a certain, I, I believe in a certain level of quality. It doesn't matter. Why am I ranting about this? You know what I mean? Like if I get the job, cool. If not, I lose nothing. I already, you know, I already don't have that YouTube gig anymore. So, and I'm doing fine. So it's okay. If I don't get it, cool. Fine. And and I'm I won't miss the bad communication. Uh, Let me see how much time we've done here. I'm going to, this one won't be a very long one today. I'm going to try and wrap things up pretty quick because I, um, well, to be honest with you, I only have so much time in my evening here and uh, I have a chance to play my PlayStation. And because I work very hard and today was especially difficult for me, I'm going to try and take advantage of that and enjoy my free time. So what I wanted to talk about real quick was America's top New Year's resolutions for 2023. These are the most common New Year's resolutions among U.S. respondents who have made one or several. Now, this won't surprise you. The first three won't surprise you because they are always the same, it seems like. Uh, Number one, the most, 52% of people say they want to exercise more. Uh, That's so common, it's the number one thing even, I mean, there's always the jokes of like going into gyms in January and it's just slammed. Like every single machine is taken. Um, it's ridiculous. I've been to gyms in January back when I was going pretty regularly and, uh, it's insane. Uh, number two, to eat healthier, pretty similar amount of people, 50% of people, uh, and number three, to lose weight. So those all kind of go hand in hand, like just to be healthier lose weight, exercise more. That all makes sense. It all goes together. Um, I have a feeling that included in that is probably some dry Januarys, which most of them don't last past now already, like third or fourth day, I've heard. But um, let's see, let's see. Uh, number four, to save more money. That's interesting. Um, I should probably aim for something like that, although I'm not a crazy spender, to be honest with you. I've gotten a lot better about about reckless spending, uh, conscious spending like I, I know what I earn and uh, I really don't like pretty much everything is, conver- is, 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 is conversed about with you know someone or another um, and then you know if they if, if they're like oh I'm not sure about that or like oh you should wait and think about it then I always go I always take that option and I always like yeah all right I'll think about it you know for me it makes total sense just to wait and be a hundred percent about something Uh, Next is to spend more time with family slash friends. I think for America, that makes a ton of sense because so many Americans I know are doing like 60, 70 hours a week. People who, you know, work really up against the wall, serious, heavy, important, you know, demanding jobs that don't allow them to, you know, break away, see the kids or hang out with their friends and enjoy life, smell the roses. You know what I mean? Um, I totally get that. To uh, Next one is to spend less time on social media. Now, this one I could absolutely get behind. Um, You know, what I would love is to have a system in place, like an app that I can specifically load up all of my pre-recorded German videos to, or anything for that matter, music or Instagram stories or whatever it might be. I would love to have an app where I could load up everything into it and pick the day and the time and just let it rip. Check on it maybe once a day or once every other day and see how it's doing, uh, and then otherwise just not really have it because it is really addictive, extremely, terribly, horribly addictive. I have to say it's really it's the worst addiction I've ever had is social media. It's very unhealthy. It hurts my eyes, it gives me a headache. Um, you know they say comparison is the thief of joy, and I always look at other people and what they're doing and what they're posting and how many likes they get and um, what kind of response they get and I always look at my numbers from one day to the next and wonder, oh, well, why didn't I get this many likes on this as compared to this or what should I do differently? And it's very disgusting, you know, but I'm not gonna talk about social media because the last episode was like 85% Instagram, which is a good reason to spend less time on it. Uh, The second to last is to reduce stress on the job. I wish I could reduce stress on uh, so many people's jobs that I know uh, like my dad's job I wish I could reduce the stress of that job and just know for certain that like he loves it and that he's safe and that he enjoys it but I feel like it's very stressful because he's never really off the clock it's almost like he's a surgeon like a a, like the only surgeon on an island of uh, plane crash survivors you know he's kind of always on the clock (laughs) I feel like Uh, or he is actually always on the clock. Even when he comes to Germany, he's like, I may have to fly home. I'm like, really? The paper mill can't survive without you? It's ridiculous. And last but certainly not least, um, to reduce spending on living expenses. Um, I guess to reduce spending on living expenses. Well, I don't know how much you can really reduce yourself on the expenses of, uh, well, I mean, to reduce spending on what, like groceries and gas and heating and electricity and internet? Don't know how much you can reduce that yourself, but it would sure would be great if uh, the government helped reduce spending on those expenses. Uh, this was 413 U.S. adults, ooh, a wide range of age here, from ages of 18 to 90. Surveyed uh, October 25th through November 2nd of last year, so just a couple of months ago. Um, The source was Statista Global Consumer Survey. So there you go. To exercise more, eat healthier, lose weight, save more money, spend more time with family friends, spend less time on social media, reduce stress on the job, and reduce spending on living expenses. And I think with that one, um, you know, 40 minutes isn't the end of the world. I think we can still survive and call that one a good show um yeah sorry for being a little spacey uh there were a couple of little moments in there where you know the day caught up with me but that's even more of a reason why i want to try and just enjoy this free evening and uh play my game um guys thank you so much for being here uh i will keep you updated on the you know the things with the album with toman with uh, the things with uh wrong with our show with uh the film director any cool projects that come up, any new jobs. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, the new house, of course, you know, getting the, the, the man cave and stuff set, set up soon. I'm gonna, I'm always posting things here and there from, from whenever I visit the house. And, uh, and you can always check things out there. You know, if you enjoy this show, if you have a, if you have fun listening to this, or you think someone that you know might enjoy it, and especially someone you might know um, here in Germany or in Europe who might enjoy hearing an American talk about their life abroad in this way, um, especially when we get guests back on, um, then oh, I'll, I'll pause on on the ad read just to say. Uh, it's it's pretty likely we'll have MoBat on next week, so cross your fingers for that. We're going to have a lot to talk about, um, so make sure to be excited. Uh, well, it is exciting, so just make sure to be there. Uh, make sure to tune in for that one. I'm, I'm, I think we're about 95% sure it's going to work out that we'll meet up, so very special episode next week. Don't miss it. If you enjoy the show, if you have fun, please make sure uh, if you have anyone you know that might uh, also uh, you know connect to it in some way or enjoy it or just want to catch up with this kind of, um, with this kind of program, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this show and give it a like, rating, review, a comment, share it, tell a friend, anything because it really actually works on the algorithm, getting new eyes to see this show. And we want to grow the artsy Fartsy family. It really helps me if you help sh- if you help share the show because if you like it, why not share it? Um, you know, I always share so many podcasts with so many friends um i was last week what was this let's see i think i talked about it last week there's this let me look at what the podcast is called one more time just so i'm not a hypocrite here there is a podcast called oh i just listened to it last week give me a second here oh short take uh so short take is a german films podcast but they do it in english and last week, our very own favorite listener, Moritz Binder was interviewed. Uh, it's, it's about 12 minutes long, so it's very short. Just a rapid-fire interview. Very fun. Um, Moritz is our, our biggest fan of the show, a very good friend of mine, extremely talented, beautiful, humble, warm, amazing human being. So uh, if you like this show, make sure to also go check out the, the, the podcast. is called Short Take. It's a purple background with what looks like a a filmmaker in a director's chair with his legs crossed in white. Can't miss it. Uh, And the interview is from last week, Moritz Binder. So make sure to go check that out. It's only 12 minutes. It's a great interview. It's really fun. And uh, he comes off amazing. So shout out to Moritz for that one. Uh, And like I said, if you enjoy this show, share it, promote it, help us grow this artsy-fartsy family somehow because it really uh, goes a long way. And I think next week we'll have Mo. So fingers crossed. Uh, be there or be square. I love you all so much. Thank you and bye bye. Look, at The saints are coming through. Man, it's all over now. Artsy Immigrants. Ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, Produziert für M94.5.